You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Panthers Insider, an in-depth preview of the week. Shotty scores! On the Florida Panthers radio network. Here's the voice of the Panthers, Doug Blayens. Good morning. Welcome into another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you as always talking all things Florida Panthers hockey. Quick turnaround. Feels like we were just at a game. Feels like I was just on the air. That's because I kind of just was. But a welcome to the Eastern Conference Final, everybody. It'll be the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL's round of four. That's right, the Panthers, if you're just waking up to the news, the Panthers got by the Toronto Maple Leafs in five games. An overtime winner from Nick Cousins last night. We'll hear all the highlights here in a few moments from the big Game 5 win for the Panthers last night. They knocked off the Toronto Maple Leafs four games to one, and they are moving on to the Eastern Conference Final for the first time since 1996. We've got an exciting show planned for you here this morning. We will hear from a number of the people involved in last night's victory. The overtime hero, Nick Cousins, the winning goaltender. He of 50 saves last night. Sergei Bobrovsky will hear from Matthew Kachuk coming up in a few moments. Also some sound from Panthers head coach Paul Maurice as uh, we will get to all that coming up here in just a moment. Next segment, Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast. He's going to stop by. We'll talk about last night's game. We'll talk about the upcoming matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll talk about the playoffs as a whole. Lots to get to. And then later on, segment number three, the director of editorial from NHL.com, Sean Rourke, my friend and yours, friend of the program for a long time. He's going to stop by. We'll talk all things Stanley Cup playoffs. That's coming up a little bit later on here in the program this morning. But again, the Panthers on their way to the Eastern Conference Final. Today at 11, Eastern Conference Final tickets for the home games. They go on sale FloridaPanthers.com slash Playoff Central, your place to go. Check that out. All the information is there for all things concerning the Panthers in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. The Panthers playoffs, by the way, presented by our friends at City Furniture. But we'll get to uh, all that that I just mentioned and more coming up as we roll along here on the Panthers Insider Show. And again, FloridaPanthers.com, at FLA Panthers on Twitter. Two great places to start as far as the information concerning the Eastern Conference Final is concerned. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Again, lots to get to, but why don't we dive right into the sound. Last night, the Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, tell you what, if you were just a casual observer of that game, if you didn't have a horse in the race last night, you would have been entertained because that was one heck of a hockey game between the Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, two teams who've gotten to know each other very well. And even though the Panthers took the series in five, the Panthers... Had to win some close games, to say the least. This was the tightest second-round series in the Stanley Cup playoffs, score-wise. 
But the Panthers did what they had to do. They kept the Toronto big guns in check as much as you can. Got some timely goal scoring. No goal scoring more timely than overtime goal scoring. They got that last night too. But uh, let's get right into the highlights. Here are the Panthers' goals as they aired last night on the Florida Panthers radio network. Out to the point for Hagee. Across. Forsling. Fakes the shot across. A shot. But they score. Trickles through. And the Panthers get a power play goal. It's 1 0 with 16.28 to go here in this first period. The Panthers get the crucial first goal. Aaron Ekblad with the power play winding down. Let it rip out of the far circle. And he's able to sneak it past Wall. The Panthers are in business here at Scotiabank Arena. David Camp along the near wall had it. Poked away by Duclair. It's cleared by Ekblad out to center. A bouncing puck at the leaf line. Duclair on it to the high slot for Hagee. A shot. He scores. Carter Verhage out of the right circle on a great feed from Duclair. It's 2-0 Panthers. Carter Verhage coming up big in the big game once again. Up the right wing. Puts it out in front. Cut off nicely by Radko. Gudis getting back. And Gudis will lead the charge now. Three on two for the Panthers. Here's Cousins over the offensive line. Left circle. Cousins front of the net. Shot. He scores. Nick Cousins ends the game. Ends the series. 3-2 in overtime. The Panthers win it. They take the series in five. And the Florida Panthers are going to the Eastern Conference Final. 3-2 in overtime. The Panthers get it done. What a finish. And it's on the 44th shot of the night that Nick Cousins ends the game, ends the series, and it's off to the Eastern Conference Final for the Florida Panthers for the first time since 1996. And the Panthers will meet the Carolina Hurricanes in the next round. So the Panthers get it done in overtime. Nick Cousins, the overtime hero. And what do you know? Scored the first goal of the series against Toronto. Opened the scoring back in game one. And then he closed the book on the series against Toronto with that overtime winner in game five. Running through some of the stats from last night. Nick Cousins, that was his first shot on goal of the night. Scored the overtime winner. That one uh, coming in the back half of the overtime frame. As far as uh, other numbers that jump off the page, last night, Radko Gudis, and he was instrumental in setting up that game winner. Plus two, that was a game high. And uh, looking across the board, Panthers getting contributions from uh, a number of players, multi-point games for Carter Verhage and Aaron Ekblad, both of them with goals last night as well. As far as the minutes played go, it's always interesting to look at in overtime. Brandon Montour led all skaters in last night's game. 32 minutes, 41 seconds on the ice. Right behind him, Gus Forsling at 32-29. So no, some of the numbers that uh, really stand out right there. Panthers had a number of guys over 24, over 25 minutes as well. So uh, again, a full team effort last night. Panthers get by the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. They win the series in five games. They're moving on to the Eastern Conference Final. Take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's hear from some of the people involved. First, we've got Nick Cousins, and he tells us when he was asked where this overtime goal ranks as far as goals he scored in his career. Nick Cousins of the Panthers. That was last night post game, talking about where that goal ranks in his career. Here is Sergei Bobrovsky, the winning goaltender from last night. Fifty saves for him. First, we'll hear a, a couple of thoughts from him. First, 
his just uh, overall thoughts on the Game 5 win. It's, it's was, it was a fun game, you know, definitely. It's a great atmosphere. Uh, fans are great in here, so it was, you know, it, it was special to play in the capital of hockey, you know. It was, uh, and uh, I thought, like, it's, 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 it feels even more special to have the win, definitely, and uh, to move on. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a big moment, but you, you don't, you don't really think big right now. You just stay in really in the moment, really focused on the, uh, on, on the moment, and you don't think about what's, what's, what's happened or what's gonna happen. You know, you're, you're really, you're really here. Sergey Bobrovsky, the winning goaltender last night, winning goaltender in the series. And uh, credit to the guy on the other side, Joe Wall, when he came out in relief of Ilya Samsonov, the rookie was outstanding for Toronto. But uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, just a little bit better than his counterpart, and he was able to get the victory. Bobrovsky was outstanding, has been, throughout the playoffs. Another 50-save uh, game for him last night. And the uh, numbers overall for Bobrovsky, sub two goals against average in the series. Panthers as a team held the Leafs, the high-scoring Toronto Maple Leafs, to two goals in each of the five games in the series. Here's more from Sergei Bobrovsky. What's it feel like when that game ends in overtime? Yeah, it's 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 great. You know, it's it's definitely it's it's explosion explo explosion of the emotions. You know, and you just like let it go because it's kind of builds and builds. You have to stay composed and like whatever happened. You know, had the power play, they had the chances. So you just you keep building and pressure builds. So and it's it's it was it was definitely great relief. Brofsky of the Panthers talking about the moment that game ended last night. Here's Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers and you remember after the Boston series he said well for winning a series against the best team in the league the Panthers get a series against the second best team in the league well they knocked that team off too the Panthers getting by Toronto last night here's Matthew Kachuk and uh, talks about the Panthers just embracing this underdog identity Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers right there talking about, uh, well, the feeling of this Panthers team as they move on to the next round. And uh, before we hit our first commercial break of the show and get ready to have Jamison Olive on the air with us, Panthers head coach Paul Maurice here, and this was Paul Maurice post-game, talking about uh, what it meant to win that series and then thoughts on the series against Toronto overall.
Panthers head coach Paul Maurice talking about that series overall. And again, you look at it on the surface. If you're just looking at the results of the series, you see the Panthers one in five. Uh, that might not do that series justice. That was the tightest second round series in the National Hockey League this season. And out of the five games, four of the five coming down to a, a one goal margin at the end. And the Panthers prevail. But hey, that's part of what you have to do in the Stanley Cup playoffs is be able to win the close games against teams that have a loaded offense. And that's what the Panthers did. And they kept Austin Matthews off the score sheet. No goals for him in the series. No goals for John Tavares, who's been historically tough on the Panthers. Uh, Mitch Marner scored just once in the series. William Nylander started to break through as the series went along, got the tying goal. He forked overtime for Toronto. He was noticeable even when he wasn't scoring. They all were. They were all getting their chances, but it just speaks to the team defense. And then when those chances did happen, speaks to Sergei Bobrovsky as well and what he was able to do in that series. And the Panthers getting contributions across the board. And they're going to need contributions across the board because they're going up against another team in the Carolina Hurricanes now in the Eastern Conference Final, who certainly gets uh, involvement from everyone as far as the way that they play. And we'll talk about that more when we get Sean Rourke on the show a little bit later on. But up next, Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com and the Territory Talk podcast, the Panthers' official podcast presented by Baptist Health. He's going to stop by. We'll talk Panthers winning in overtime last night. Panthers going to the Eastern Conference Final. No shortage of material to discuss here this morning, folks. Doug Plagans with you. Jameson Olive joins me next right here on the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Let's get back to the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you on a Saturday morning, as always, talking all things Panthers hockey, talking all things Panthers moving on to the conference final, the Eastern Conference final. Panthers heading there for the first time since 1996. An overtime win last night in Toronto. It was Nick Cousins, the overtime hero. 3-2 was the final. The Panthers got it done in five games. 11 a.m. today, FloridaPanthers.com. Eastern Conference final tickets for the home games go on sale. Now, keep checking FloridaPanthers.com for the scheduling information. We don't have dates, times, all that for you, but today, uh, tickets on sale at 11, so keep an eye on that. Joining me now here on the Panthers Insider Show, Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com and the Territory Talk podcast, kind enough to stop by. And Well, Jameson, I don't think it was uh, too much to ask you to come on and talk about going to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't think that's uh, a sub subject that's going to get old to us here. No, it's pretty fun, isn't it? And it's just so crazy. I mean, what a ride it's already been. But the craziest part is that if you do go all the way, we're only halfway there. And this has already felt like a, a lifetime, several months of just climbing and these tight games. And I think, to me, that's one of the craziest parts about this entire run for the Panthers. All these games have been so tight, you know, especially lately with the overtimes dating back to Boston Game 7. Um, just crazy times here for the Cats, but also just the best time to be a Cats fan. Best time to be a South Florida sports fan. The Heat also in the East Finals. So whether you like basketball, whether you like hockey, everyone's eating right now in South Florida. It's a great time. It is a great time. And last night was a great time at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. And Jamison, going back, I don't know if it was an on-air or an off-air. It might have been on Territory Talk conversation. But either way, I think you were the one who said it, that 
Nick Cousins just felt like the kind of guy who was going to score a big goal in the playoffs. This was maybe before he even threw the Panthers uniform on in a regular season game. But I don't know if you remember saying that, but I, I believe you did. And I agreed with you. And it did just sound like a scenario that one day would be in our future. And well, there it was last night. Yeah, I got to go back and find that. I think it was when we had him on Territory Talk, like our chat about him after or before the interview. Because um, I definitely, at some point, when I get done with my work tomorrow, I got to find that. I got to clip it. I got to take the victory lap. Because he just does. He has that about him. He just felt, he feels like that guy. Because usually the guys that score those big goals aren't your Barkovs, aren't your Kachucks. Although Kachuk does have a game winner in OT. You know, Verhage's done it a million times. But you look at a guy like Nick Cousins, and you're like, that guy's just... He's got it. He's got it. He's going to give us one one of these days. And uh, he did. And just, you know, I think he's gained like 10 new nicknames in the locker room. I, I don't think anyone in the, Nick, the, the locker room has more nicknames than Nick Cousins. I think he gained 10 more tonight. But I asked him after the game. He, he, had a, he said he had 108 texts waiting for him when he got off the ice. I assume that's probably doubled by now, the, the people that woke up to the news. Um, so, you know, just a, a really deserving guy, a great guy. And it shows you just the Panthers. Any, anybody, any, anyone can be the hero. It was Nick Cousins in this game. They'll be looking for more heroes in round three and for the rest of this run. But just uh, really deserved for Nick Cousins. And let's not forget, I think I've talked about it before, but Nick Cousins moving up to that second line really was a game changer for the Cats. It moved Lucy down to the third. Uh, a lot more depth top to bottom. It's really helped the Panthers with their matchups. Uh, and a guy that's really just kind of taking this opportunity and run with it. And speaking of matchups, Jamison Olive from uh, FloridaPanthers.com, Territory Talk podcast here with us, kind enough to stop by on Panthers Insider. By the way, Territory Talk podcast, the official Panthers podcast presented by Baptist Health. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast. But speaking of matchups, Jamison, Panthers, Leafs, a five-game series. And, you know, you might look at a five-game series a lot of times and think that it was largely controlled by one team or that one team dominated the other. And Paul Maurice kind of said it a couple of times but throughout this series there weren't games where one team totally owned the 60 minutes this was about as hard fought of a five-game series as you can have the Panthers got great goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky all the way through they kept the big guns from Toronto as in check as you can keep them overall especially from a defensive perspective, what do you think was the biggest thing the Panthers were able to do to, to keep the guys like specifically Tavares and Matthews off the score sheet and limit Marner to just a goal? Well, when you look at that, I, I think a lot was also um, the Maple Leafs. They matched up that Matthews-Marner line against the Barkov line. They, they kind of canceled each other out for the most part a lot of the series, although the Barkov line, I think, probably beat that line just in terms of production and in terms of what we saw out there. Barkov, I mean... Didn't have all the big goals, but had so many big defensive plays. His stick was so active this entire series. He's a, one of the biggest reasons the Panthers were able to shut down that, those two guys. But you also look at, you know, Sergei Rovsky. I think I can count on my hand at least three really great-A chances that Austin Matthews had that Sergei Rovsky stopped. So um, in Toronto, when they talk about the series, I'm sure Matthews having no goals is something they're going to talk about. I'm sure they're going to talk about Marner's one goal. Uh, William Nylander really impressed. John Tavares. Got some chances, but didn't have the finish like he usually does against mm -hmm. the Panthers. Let's not forget, that's finally another demon slayed by the Panthers. Finally beating yeah, John Put Tavares. that in the rear view. That's nice to finally get over that hump there. Uh, Panthers fans, you know, from back in the day, definitely understand that reference there. Um, so for the Cats, I think defensively as a whole, just the depth really shined through. They did a really good job there. But it's first and foremost, it's Sergio Rowski. Every game in this series, he only allowed two goals in each game. If he does that every game, the Panthers win the Stanley Cup. He's not... I mean, he could, but, you know, it's, it's a lot to ask your goaltender to do that. But regardless, if they get this level of Bob from here on out, anything's possible. Jameson All, FloridaPanthers.com here with us. But on that note, you look across the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's 
something that gets you pretty excited. Goaltending is so important, and right now, Sergei Bobrovsky's playing better than any of the goaltenders remaining. Philip Grubauer's been good. You know what Jake Ottinger can be capable of. But right now, at this moment, Sergei Bobrovsky is statistically better than anybody in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I think if you look at all the goaltenders left, um, probably, like you said, Dallas with Ottinger and the Panthers with Bobrovsky are the two teams that love their goaltenders the most right now. Uh, those are the people that feel the most comfortable with those guys. They really aren't thinking in the back of their head, if this guy gives up four or five, I might put the other guy in. Those two teams aren't thinking that right now. They're both fully confident in these guys. They're going to let them take their bumps. They're going to let them take their bruises. They're going to keep rolling them out there because they have the utmost confidence. And it's earned confidence, too, with both those guys. Um, it's also why, you know, way back when the playoffs started, I picked the Panthers and the Stars to, to be in the finals. So we'll see if that ends up happening. I feel pretty good about it right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I think confidence in your goaltender. Obviously, your goaltender is to earn the confidence, like I said, with your performance. But a team that's confident in their goaltender it means the players are confident in the goaltender and you play differently you just play differently you play looser you feel like you maybe you can take a risk here or there because you know the guy behind you's got you you talk about playing loose and paul maurice has mentioned that this team they keep things light they're confident they're all, you know you see them joking around a lot people in toronto were talking about yesterday it just seemed like a really a really light uh, morning skate the atmosphere wasn't tense at all Paul Maurice has really stressed it. You have to enjoy the moment. We talked with Eric Stahl before the Game 7 against Boston and said that you just have to enjoy the moment to be able to maximize what you can do out there. Paul Maurice has also said, though, that everything is 100% serious, uh, you know, as far as what this team is focused on, what they're looking to accomplish. And I guess in mentioning all that, the, the game yesterday was really the first time there was perhaps a little bit of pressure. The Panthers came out and responded well, and the other thing is overtime for this team has gotten to be a place where they seem very comfortable. Knock on wood, they haven't lost an overtime game in the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't lost an overtime, and they haven't lost when, trail, uh, when leading after the first period, so they're comfortable with a lead. Um, I think, like we talked about before, when they get that early confidence, no matter what happens the rest of the game, they never lose it. They feel like they can keep going no matter what happens. Um, but you kind of look at them as a whole, and you go back to last season. You know, obviously they punched their pick ticket to the playoffs like six weeks early. Everyone was saying they're the cup favorites. They play with a ton of pressure. Of course, you know, the second round against the Lightning swept out, kind of crumbled there. This time they sneak in by one point. They're the 16th seed in the NHL, 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. They come in with house money, and they've just completely absorbed that. You know, going into the Bruins series, Matthew Kachuk said, we'll be lucky to win a game against these guys. Going into the Toronto series, he said, well, we beat them, but now we got to play this great team. Uh, they're loving that role. They're really, you know, really chewing into it, especially Kachuk. And it's justified, I think, because statistically, they are the underdogs. They're always going to be the underdogs until the very end. It's not like they're going to run into a team from the, even in the final thing, the final against the West. You're like, yeah, that team was worse than them. Like, no, they, they were the 16th seed in these playoffs. They're going to be the underdogs the whole way through, no matter what happens. And I think what's kind of changed there is they had the underdog mentality going in, but then they got the results. So now you have the mentality with the results, which just equals kind of this weird, never wavering confidence they have right now. And it's kind of the key to their success here. Jameson all FloridaPanthers.com here with us. And getting back to, to last night, the overtime winner. Uh, we can't overlook how instrumental Radko Gudis was in uh, creating that play, making the defensive play to, to get things going. And I think it kind of goes along the line. He's, he's such a part of what the attitude of this team has been and a part of the transformation going back to Bill Zito's first season, everything like that. But you, you go up and down the lineup, and I think it's a big trait for this team. Up and down the Panthers' roster, you can point to every guy. Everybody's kind of had their moment, their impact moment, or, you know, series of moments. But it's been a pretty consistent lineup here every night. There hasn't been 
lineup questions, any tinkering, but it's been nice to see every single guy up and down the lineup has been able to make their impact. I think it's part of what's made this team so strong lately. Yeah, I mean, they've had the same exact lineup ever since uh, Game 5 in Boston, which was the game that kind of turned everything around. Also, the game where Bob went in, had the full start there after the relief the other game before. So, to me, kind of the one thing I've enjoyed the most over these last two series is right around that point, you know, you go back to Jim Montgomery with the Bruins. Uh, every morning, he wasn't really showing his hand. He wasn't talking about the lineup. He wasn't talking about his goaltender. Same thing with Sheldon Keefe. Wasn't revealing a whole lot in this series in the morning as things went on. Every single morning after that point that Paul Maurice got to the microphone, he said, yeah, same lineup, Bob's in that. Like, there's no reason to play games. We're the underdog. This is who we're rolling out, and then they're going to get the job done. And I, I love that about Paul. I loved how Paul's kind of confidence has grown. I don't know who's feeding whose confidence. I don't know if the players are feeding off Paul. Paul's feeding off the players. Probably going both ways there. But when your confidence can go from your players to your equipment staff to your doctors to your head coach to your GM, uh, the whole organization, including the fans, of course, shout out to the fans in South Florida, just loving this right now. And uh, on the game winner, you know, like you said, Radko Gudis, a, a deserved moment. He's been a menace in the playoffs. He's causing a lot of problems, getting a lot of hate on Twitter. But you love to see that if he's on your team, he's getting a lot of hate on Twitter. And especially that moment uh, after the game winner when he kind of turns is so much adrenaline he's kind of yells right in the face of, of joseph wall um i love that toronto hates it they're like you know they're being, he's being mean to the rookie goaltender they just played a absolute marathon of a game and advanced to the, the eastern conference finals i love that that's michael jordan if michael jordan dunks on a guy and walks over him afterwards they're saying that's 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 the mentality right there we love that Panthers have that mentality right now, and it's great. And it's got, it, it, The more people that hop on the bandwagon, the more it's celebrated. Yeah, it's been great to see Panthers moving on to the Eastern Conference Final where they will take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Jamison Olive here with me, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll leave it on this. And we want to, you know, the Panthers, I kept saying it during the broadcast, if there was a game six, it would have been tomorrow at FLA Live Arena in the Toronto series. But the Panthers wanted to free up the weekend. Yeah. Get Mother's the Day. get the win. Free up the weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the uh, mothers out there. But the Panthers were going to take the, the night to enjoy that one. Obviously, they deserve to enjoy that one. But Jameson here on the Panthers Insider Show. The next time we have a Panthers Insider Show, I don't have a calendar in front of me. I don't have a schedule in front of me. But I'd imagine by the next time we have a Panthers Insider Show, we will have, we will have kicked off the uh, Eastern Conference Final. Jameson, looking at this matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes, they're a tough team to play against, one of the most structured defensive teams in the league. The coaching matchup is intriguing because Rod Brindamore played for Paul Maurice at one point in time, and uh, obviously it's two very good hockey teams and a renewal of a Southeast Division rivalry as well. So all kinds of subplots here. And you have the all-stall game if you will, with Jordan on the Carolina side, Eric and Mark on the Panthers side. But looking at this matchup with Carolina, what just just off the top of your head, what's standing out the most? You also forget too the Panthers AHL affiliate in Charlotte used to be the affiliate of the Czech uh, of the Hurricanes. Could so, be a conflicted fan base yeah, there. So a, a lot's happening in the series, and I think to me this is the most head scratching matchup we could have got. Uh, going into, you know, the, the Maple Leaf series, like we talked about, we pointed to those four guys and said, if you keep these four guys off the score sheet, you're going to find success. The Hurricanes aren't really one guy. You know, they're missing a couple guys right now. They're missing Tara Vinan. They're missing um, Svechnikov, obviously, uh, Pacioretty. So they're missing their, some of their big offensive guns, but it really doesn't matter for them. They aren't really a guy. They're the Carolina mm-hmm. Hurricanes. They're four lines deep, some of the best defense you'll see in hockey. Um, so you're sh- really kind of taking on the whole team in Rod Brindamore, who's done a great job there behind the bench. Um, so I think kind of as I look for keys, I mentioned it earlier, they're a team that 
Frederick Anderson's obviously done a, a great job. He's had a couple games here and there like back, but they've already kind of gone away from him, come back, so on and so forth. Well, he's in a contract year, and he, he wants to prove he that does. he can be a big game guy. And I think because of that, I think the only real thing you can do in this series to maybe give yourself the upper hand early on, it's going to be an even series, just get to Freddie early, you know, start that goaltending carousel. It's really all you can do. You get in the team's head a little bit. You get both goaltenders a little bit more stressed that, you know, they might get yanked if they if they let in a goal or two. Probably the best thing you can do is in that series because the Panthers, they play physical. We saw that. They over like, they overpowered, you know, the, the Maple Leafs and the Bruins with their physicality, their forechecking. Hurricanes aren't going to back down from that. They, they kind of play that game as well. They're going to like that. So I'm really excited for this series. If, if you ask me right now, I think it could go seven easily. Feels like that kind of series. Uh, but when you get this far in the playoffs, that's what happens. Yeah, it's going to be an intriguing matchup. The Carolina Hurricanes probably get after you faster than any team in the league in terms of pressuring the puck, getting sticks in lanes. What we saw out of the Leafs in Game 4, blocking shots, clogging lanes, we're going to see a lot of that out of the Carolina Hurricanes in this uh, in this next series. And the names you mentioned, Pacioretty and Svechnikov, they're out. Teravine, and sounds like he's getting back on the ice, so maybe an outside chance he appears at some point during the uh, the series. But as you said, the Hurricanes are more of a collective, and they get a lot from their defense. I think uh, both teams are going to be looking for uh, for that because both teams do get a lot from their defense. And, Doug, what do I always tell you? What have I told you for years? There's nothing more dangerous in sports than a good storyline. And the Panthers, I think at this point in the playoffs, have become the best storyline in the NHL. The media is going to catch up here at some point, but when they do... Look out. Jameson Hall, FloridaPanthers.com, here with us. We're looking out for him. Look out for all his stuff on FloridaPanthers.com. Jameson, as always, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you in the Eastern Conference file. Sounds good. Thanks, Doug. Jameson Hall, FloridaPanthers.com, kind enough to stop by. Coming up next segment, Sean Rourke, NHL.com. He's going to join us, talk all things Stanley Cup playoffs, get his thoughts on the Panthers' series win over the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Panthers' uh, run they've been on lately. So lots to get to. Doug Plagans here with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Time for Laura, the Panthers Insider, on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Here we welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. Again, quick turnaround. Panthers went to overtime last night in Game 5 against Toronto. Nick Cousins, the overtime hero, and the Panthers punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Final for the first time since 1996. So series wins for the Panthers over Boston in seven in round one, over Toronto in five in round two. The Panthers 2023 playoffs presented by City Furniture. And again, a reminder, in about an hour and 17 minutes from now, 11 a.m. here on this Saturday, the tickets for the home games for the Panthers in the Eastern Conference Final. Those will go on sale. FloridaPanthers.com slash central. That's where to go for all the information. Uh, we don't have dates and times at this very moment. Folks, remember when the Cats win, you win. Buy a three tender meal, get one free at Huey Magoo's the day after a Panthers victory. So that would be today, Saturday. Redeem uh, to redeem where your Panthers gear to your participating Huey Magoo's location. Joining me now, Doug Plagans here with you and stopping by the show, longtime friend of the program, director of editorial at NHL.com, Sean Rourke here with us this morning. Sean, how are you? Doug, I'm doing great. How about yourself? You got enough sleep or what? Uh, not a lot of sleep, but we're uh, we're running on the energy from last night. Uh, no doubt about that as the Panthers got that big win. So, Sean, why don't we start there? Again, thanks for joining us here on the show. But uh, I guess from your vantage point, what the Panthers have been able to do here through the first two rounds, what's impressed you the most? 
first of all, adrenaline's a great thing. You need it during the playoffs, so keep riding it. And and the thing that's impressed me the most, I think, is just how much fun Florida's having doing this. I, I think that's the key to the whole thing, right? They, the, It's serious business. The playoffs is serious business. But if you can't enjoy the ride, you're in trouble. And I think, you know, as well as the Panthers have played, I think that's been one of the issues with their two opponents. You look at the you look at the Boston Bruins, and they were a historically good team, but all the weight of the world was on them. You know, you play that regular season, and the only result that you can possibly have to make it worthwhile is to win the Stanley Cup, and that's a horrible amount of pressure to put on yourself. Um, and, and I think it came to play. And then you look at the at, at the Toronto at the Toronto Maple Leafs, and look, Florida outplayed them for sure. But part of the part of the reason was that again the field had opened up. You know, if you're if you're Toronto and you're looking to end your your Stanley Cup drought, and all of a sudden the best team in hockey's out, the best team in the West, you know, the defending Stanley Cup champions are out. You start looking at the field and you're like, hey, we got something cooking here. All we need to do is keep winning, and then things don't start out right in the series, and everybody's on you again. And what are the big guns doing? And all of a sudden it goes south. And meanwhile, here's a Florida team that's just riding the wave, right? They believe in themselves. They enjoy each other. They're having fun. And I think that's the secret weapon in the playoffs. Because, like I said, it's it's so overwhelmingly crushing, the amount of pressure, that if you can find a way to deal with it, you're, you're halfway home. Yeah, the Panthers have been able to keep a great frame of mind through this whole thing. And I think that's a big reason why... They're undefeated in overtime in the playoffs. They've won all four overtime games they played, and I feel like they've just come out and they've uh, they've been able to just dictate the flow once these overtime periods have started. Sean Rourke, NHL.com, where he's the director of editorial, kind enough to stop by here on the Panthers Insider Show. show. So, Sean, uh, I guess uh, you know, still very early in the in the game regarding the Eastern Conference Final. We don't have the uh, games or the dates, times, all that announced just yet. I hope that uh, we'll get that information sooner rather than later, but I guess you look first at a matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, uh, Similar question, but what stood out for you from the Carolina Hurricanes? And obviously in this matchup, no shortage of storylines considering Rod Brindamore played for Paul Maurice. You've got Eric Stahl going back to Carolina where he was one of the best players in the history of that of that uh, franchise and uh, of course you've got a renewal of the old southeast division rivalry between these two teams you've got all kind the, the stall brothers connection uh, all kinds of different little storylines to look to here sean yeah no it's going to be unbelievable you, you definitely you know you have the stall family reunion um for sure I, I thought it was funny i think it was last night paul maurice said you know he coached that whole coaching staff in, in carolina and all that does is make him old and i, and I think we need to stop heat right here and really give Paul Maurice a lot of credit. I, I you know, I he was under a lot of pressure um, during the regular season because Florida was the defending President's uh, Trophy champion, and they were not playing to the level everybody wanted them to. But I, I always thought his vision was to get this team ready for this, um, and clearly he succeeded in that. And you know, we talked about their mindset, and I think a lot of that goes to Paul. Uh, We had him on our podcast at at the rink right before the end of the regular season. Dan Rosen and I do it. And we we actually got him while they were in in, uh, uh, Canada when they were going through that losing streak, right before Alex Leon started to play when Bob was sick. And and we had him on, and I I thought, oh, my God, this this is going to be such a tough tough episode because the Panthers were playing so bad and their playoff hopes were slipping away. 
And Paul was great. And, and you know, this positive mindset. And, you know, he, he just he exudes confidence um, in his team, in his players, in his, in his vision. And I think that seeps down. So, you know, and they're going to need it against the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, to me, this is a really quality team, just like the last two teams where I don't think that Florida's out of their league, but I do think that Carolina is going to present some challenges that might be different from Toronto and from Boston. And one of them is speed. Like, you look at the, the series against the New Jersey Devils, and, and look, I know that the Devils were kind of a surprise, much like Florida, um, you know, to get to the second round. Um, they skated the Rangers into the ground. They made them look old and slow. Um, and there was a thought that they would do the same thing to Carolina, that they would skate them into the ground. And Carolina just turned it right on its head and skated the Devils into the ground and made them look slow and unsure of themselves. So, you know, I, I think Carolina's speed is going to be difficult to handle. I think the way they attack from the back is going to be difficult to handle. They haven't played even with the good defensemen that have played in these first two rounds, they haven't played a defense that's as complete as this one. Um, you know, Jacob Slavin gets no credit for what he does. He is an elite defenseman. I, I, I think if the numbers are right, my, my colleague Tom Glitty just wrote a story on him. If my numbers are right, he was on ice for like 18 goals, four in the Devils series, and one goal against. Um, so, you know, he just dominates play very quietly. Um, you know, and, and their defense activates. You got Brett Burns and, and Pesci, uh, you know, who scored a couple of big goals. So they present challenges, but not ones that can't be overcome. Look, I, I think in a couple of areas, Florida is much better. I think they're better in goal. You know, I, I don't even know if Carolina knows who their goalie is. I guess it's Frederick Anderson, but if Roth is healthy, does he come back in? And I, I think they're a little bit deeper up front right now, especially with the injuries Carolina has. And they don't, Carolina doesn't have a Matthew Tuchuk. So, um, to me, those are kind of the tipping points when you look at it. I, to me, it's kind of a toss-up series. And, you know, I could list some things that Carolina's better at. But uh, I find it really intriguing as we just kind of start to settle into dissecting the series. And we may have a long time to do it, depending on how the West goes. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an entertaining one, no doubt about it. Sean Rourke from NHL.com. You heard it there. He does the uh, NHL at the Ring podcast with Dan Rosen, one of the best hockey podcasts out there. So uh, make that a part of your routine listening. You can find him on Twitter at srourke underscore NHL. Sean, uh, I guess a pretty wide question here, but looking at the West, I know you were on the road covering uh, some of the Western Conference playoffs so far. You've got a series that could end tonight, depending on what happens between Dallas and Seattle. Last night, you had a team, Edmonton, pushed to the brink of elimination. You look at those series out there, uh, what stands out the most for you in the uh, Western Conference bracket currently? Yeah, you know, I, I just I just got back from 20 days out west, 15 of them in uh, Vegas and five in Winnipeg, if you want to talk about differences of locales. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I spent a lot of time with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I spent some time with that Edmonton series, which to me has been wildly entertaining. And, and you know, you, you look at it, that Vegas team, they're really good. Like, they're just good. They're deep. They can come at you a number of different ways. They're not good on the penalty kill, which is unfortunate because they're playing the best penalty uh, power play team probably in the history of hockey. Um, and to me, that's what's kept this series competitive, right? Like, you look at the game last night, it's a 4-3 to three game 
all three goals for for Edmonton come on the power play. Um, they've generated very little five-on-five in this series. And everybody just says, well, just stay out of the penalty box and you'll beat the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers don't let you stay out of the penalty box. Look, there was a bad penalty by Colasar last night. He takes a five-minute major up four to two. That penalty is avoidable. But guys like Dreisaitl and McDavid and, and Hyman, they put you in positions where you have to take penalties. You have to restrain them or they're running amok around you. So, you know, you're not going to go penalty-free against this team. And once you put them in a position to have an extra man on the ice, they're, they're going to pick you apart. They have so many options, you know. Uh, the guys I just mentioned, and then Bouchard up at the point with, with the Bush bomb, you know, he, he's been a revelation for them. And, and so they're so dangerous uh, on the power play. But five-on-five, five, they have not done much in this series. So they're going to have to figure that out. They're going to have to figure out their goaltending. Um, you know, Skinner got pulled last night and, and was replaced by Jack Campbell. I don't know what they do in game six. Skinner, for a rookie, has shown an unbelievable propensity to come back from bad games. He, You know, in talking to him a few times mentally, he, he's, you know, one of the sharpest guys I've been around for his age in a long time. But Vegas is on their backup goalie, too. Laurent Brassois got hurt, and they've had to bring in Aiden Hill. So, um I think that series is unbelievable. I think it's going to go seven, personally. I don't see how Edmonton loses at home, but I've been wrong before. And then another one, Seattle's as good a story as Florida. You know, same thing, wild card coming in. Shouldn't have beaten the Colorado Avalanche, who are the defending champions. And now they've pushed a really good Dallas team to a game six, and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but, Sean, you know, sir, Sean, I, I, I apologize. We're, we're right up against the, uh, the hard out here at the end of the hour. But, uh, but, yeah, we're going to be watching that one tonight. I know the, uh, the Seattle Kraken have been a heck of a, a story. But, uh, hey, Sean Rourke, NHL.com. You can find him there, the NHL at the Ring podcast. Sean, thanks so much for stopping by. And apologize, right up against the back, the back end of the show here. No worries. If you listen to the podcast, you'll know I talk too much. I guess I just did now. Sean Rourke here with us. Sean, thanks very much for stopping by. Thanks to Jamison Oliver for stopping by last segment. We've got the Eastern Conference final schedule upcoming. Stay tuned to FloridaPanthers.com for that. Doug Plagans with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 